Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones, and this is episode 78 of the Photography Side Hustle podcast. This week's title is, This is a Photo Editing Game Changer. If you've listened to previous episodes, you'll know I like to use Adobe Lightroom and Photoshop for all my editing. A few months ago, they added some mask options to Lightroom that let you select the sky and the subject. And this made editing so much easier, especially being able to select the subject. During the summer, I was shooting a lot of macro and being able to select and edit just the insect cut my editing time by half or probably even more. Now, this is all made possible through the use of artificial intelligence, AI. This isn't new. Adobe and lots of other software companies have been developing it for years. The difference now is that it's starting to make a difference in photo editing and it's making it much easier and way faster. So this week, Adobe did some more updates and they were real doozies and I have spent way too many hours playing around with them. So let's go through them. We'll start with Photoshop. The main changes that I found, now there are other changes. These are ones that were just obvious for the way that I worked. The main changes I found were filters, the neural filters. The neural filters, I don't know how long they've been there. I only noticed them after watching a video that someone put up on YouTube, and they mentioned them, and I've not seen those before. I don't use that many filters in in Photoshop. Anyway, if you go into neural filters in Photoshop, under there, there's lots of options. And the first one is portraits. And in portraits, there is skin smoothing. This identifies the faces in an image, puts a little square around each face, and you get to choose which one you're going to work on. You can then apply smoothness and blur filters to get the skin texture the way you want it. It takes no more than one minute per face. This is the kind of effect that glamour photographers like to produce. Next one, and this one blew my mind a little bit, is Smart Portrait. Now, all of these effects, if used in moderation, will be really helpful. If you shoot weddings and group portraits, it's going to be incredible for you. So the first thing under Smart Portrait is you can change how happy a person looks. Yes, you heard me correctly, how happy a person looks. And if they're looking too happy, you can make them look a little bit sadder. There's a slider. You can go all the way to one end and they look super happy and it makes them look very weird. A bit like the Joker with the smile. Or you can slide it the other way and it makes them look pretty unhappy. If you just use it a little bit, you can just put a little bit more, instead of a straight mouth, you can just get them the suggestion of a smile and it looks fantastic. The next one under Smart Portrait is Facial Age. Yes, you can actually make someone look older or younger. It freaked me out a little bit, this one as well. It was a bit bit odd. Again, used in moderation, it's hard to notice the changes. If you go too far, it just looks a bit silly, but it does work. The other options are hair thickness, eye direction. So if someone's looking away, you can get their eyes to come back. I tried that on one of my pictures, an old wedding picture, and it made the person look a little bit odd. I did it a little bit too much, I think. But you can, on certain pictures, you can get them back to normal. Other things that you can change are, you can change it so that they look surprised, angry, and you can change the head direction a little bit. And that actually is okay, again, in moderation. Uh, Go too far, it just looks really weird. Now, if you've ever taken a group shot at a wedding or just a family portrait session or something like that, and maybe there's five people in the image, maybe more. It makes no difference, really. 
but one of them isn't smiling or is looking in the wrong direction, which you get that a lot. You know, they'll be looking at a friend behind the photographer. This is going to make everything perfect. It could get your images back to normal the way they should be. Like again, in moderation, it looks okay. Too far, it looks very odd. One you might find useful is one called Depth Blur which lets you make the background blurry. I think iPhones have this. It's a pretty common one. It makes your background look blurry, so it looks like you've got a shallow depth of field, but it's different from having a good quality lens that gives a nice bokeh because the bokeh gives you all the nice reflections in the background, which you don't get with this, but again, used in moderation, you can get away with it. Now, there are some other options you can use. I'm not going to go through all of them, but this one is very useful. If you've ever tried to repair a black and white photo, I've been asked to do this on quite a few occasions over the years where I'll get an old black and white photograph, I scan it, and then I've got to try and get all the cuts and tears and the writing bits that are damaged, and it takes forever. But now they have this filter called Photo Restoration, and it repairs any damage to the photo. It's crazy, like, and it really works. And the other thing that I've always wanted to be able to do and tried and not really been any good at it and I was going to go on a course once to do it is colorization where you can change the color or sorry, you can add color to a black and white image. And that works quite well. I tried it on one and it worked really well. I tried it on another with a really faded side to one part of the photo and it didn't work so well. But it's you can work with it. You can find out how it works and uh, save yourself a lot of time. Like there, there are people that have done this for, for years as a business and they've had to train themselves with Photoshop on how to do it. And now there's an app for that. You don't have to go through all the training. You can just bring the picture up on the screen, push a button and it's done. Okay, let's have a look at what has changed in Lightroom. Now, if some of the neural filters in Photoshop are useful, but a bit gimmicky, the Lightroom upgrades are serious game changers. They are, it's incredible. They've added more options to the masking section, which is the very important section if you're using Lightroom and you want to do changes. The previous release added select sky and select subject. Like before these two things came along, you would need to use the brush mask to paint in areas that you wanted to edit. And now you don't have to. Again, just push a button and it selects that part of the image for you. It's in, it's incredible how it does it. Now, the new release offers select background. I haven't played with it yet, but I think it's going to be very useful. A lot like me with my macro, I would take an image of a, a little insect. I could select the subject and work on just the insect but now you can click select background and work on that also so it's a double whammy as far as i'm concerned it's really good the biggest of all the options by far is select people when you're editing a portrait in lightroom using the brush you would create a mask for each part of the person's face that you needed to edit eyes eyebrows nose mouth and it, that is super time-consuming, especially when it's a group photo, maybe three, four people, and the faces are extremely clear and you've got to edit them. It can take you a long time just building the masks up. Now with the Select People mask, 
It not only identifies each person in the image and puts a little square around the face, but it then makes separate sub-masks for hair, body skin, facial skin, lips, pupils, whites of the eye, and eyebrows. Now, all this is set up in a matter of seconds. You click it, there's a little thing spins around, and it's done, and it's all there. And every part of that person's face can be edited, which... <laughs> it just saves so much time. It's ridiculous. Like if you're a headshot or a portrait photographer or wedding photographer and you're doing a really in-depth edit on someone's face to glamorize them, say glamorizing the bride or someone's had a portrait, it can save you hours and hours of editing. It can now be done in minutes. Some of the other masks that are now available but some of them were already there. Um, objects. I don't think Objects was there before. I'm pretty, well, I'm 99% sure it, it wasn't there. I've not tried it yet, but I'm pretty sure I can find lots of uses for it. Linear gradient, radial gradient, color range, luminance range, and depth range, which wasn't working when I went to try it, but I'll, I'm sure there's going to be another little update that'll correct that. Like linear gradient, radial gradient, brush, are the main ones that I was using. Chances are now I'd put, I only really use linear gradient and I'm thinking select people is going to be the big one and select subject. Everyone's different, of course. Whatever you shoot, if you shoot landscapes, you're going to be more interested in the sky and maybe select object. Um, maybe there's a little farmhouse you could select. It's going to be different for everyone, but the majority of photographers that shoot people are going to love this update. Now, Adobe isn't the only software out there. Uh, Luminar, L-U-M-I-N-A-R. Luminar seems to offer lots of AI-loaded software, lots of tricks in there. But I haven't used it, so I won't comment on it. I'm not going to say it's good or bad because I really don't know. If someone does know, you can get in touch with me through the uh, Facebook group. Now, there is one piece of software out there that isn't Adobe that will do all your editing for you. It's called Imagine AI, and it learns your preferences and how you edit your images. For busy wedding photographers, this is definitely a great option. When I first heard about Image AI, you had to upload your files to the cloud, I think, and then they ran the AI over your images. But now they have an app for your desktop for Lightroom users. You let the AI look at your edited images. It works out what you do and it tries to copy your editing style. If it isn't quite right, you make the changes, run the AI over it again, and it teaches the AI how to be more accurate with your work, which is incredible. So imagine shooting a wedding and having a thousand images to edit. Even using presets, it can take hours and hours of work. This AI software can edit an image in under half a second. I think it's 0.33 of a second. That's 1,000 images will be processed in under six minutes. And I think it works out. It's five cents an image, an extra cent if you want cropping, and another cent if you want the image leveling. Now, not all images are going to need that, but even at seven cents an image, five cents plus the two other cents, it works out at $70 per thousand images. Now, if that isn't worth 70 bucks to a wedding photographer, I'll eat my hat. Not sure which hat yet, but I would. 70 bucks is a great deal. 
a lot of busy wedding photographers and portrait photographers hire editors. They'll send the work out to a studio that only edits wedding photos. And it's not cheap. They're definitely not getting it done for 70 bucks, I'll tell you that. Artificial intelligence allows you to edit faster and more accurately. When you're using an AI-enhanced software to edit your images, you need to learn fewer software tricks to produce professional photos because the AI is doing it for you. And it makes you way more profitable because of the speed that it does it. Years ago, I took an online course to learn how to edit portraits in Photoshop, and it did regular edits all the way through to Glamour. Editing a portrait back then, it would take me the way they showed me and the way that Photoshop worked, probably a couple of hours, hour and a half, fastest. But now I can do it probably in under 20 minutes, no problem. So the the time it's going to free up for photographers is going to be incredible. The busier you are, the more you need this. Now, I started using Photoshop in 1999. I think I got a copy of Adobe 4, CS4. And Lightroom, I got when it was when it first came out in 2007. And these latest releases are the biggest leap forward for photographers I have seen since 1999. It's incredible. It's, you know, as you can tell, I'm really excited about what it allows you to do. Yes, Photoshop updates are potentially helpful, but a bit gimmicky. The Lightroom release is mind-blowing for photographers. It's incredible. I can't imagine what's coming down the pipeline over the next few years. It's it's just going to be totally automatic, I think. It's going to be crazy. Okay, that's it for another episode. If you can leave a five-star review on your podcast player of choice, especially Apple Podcasts or iTunes, because... The numbers aren't really there for Apple at the moment. It really helps promote the podcast and helps me to get more listeners. If you need any help with anything, you can find me over on the Facebook group. Just ask away. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening to me waffle on. I'll be back next week. Talk to you soon. Bye.